Welcome to Golden Africa, your masterclass on the go for how to become a great African, told through experiences of guests who have gone out and become great Africans, as well as those on their way, of course. Um, to keep things colorful, exciting, and inclusive, guests will be from different countries in Africa and with just as varying career paths. So, what does Golden Africa mean? Simply put, it means having goals and making them create gold for you. And that's exactly what our focus will be with each and every episode, to help you create gold with your goals. My name is Murundi Sara, a gold African from Rwanda, and I'll be bringing you value-packed episodes every Tuesday. So stay tuned. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Golden Africa and welcome to the fam if you're new here. Go ahead and subscribe, review us if you're listening in through Google or Apple Podcast. Now, yo, today's episode is going to be very, very, very insightful. I am particularly excited about this one. Oh my goodness, you guys. We are talking about counseling, we are talking about traveling and its impact on your career, the importance of having a mission and so much more. Just a hint, we will touch base on what it truly means to be a great African and in complete detail. I am very delighted to be hosting the one and only Damia Muzun. He is from Benin. He is the founder of Aina Think Tank, which is currently stationed in Rwanda, Mauritius, and Ghana. He is a true Pan-African, a great African, and I know you will love this one, so stay tuned. Damia is from Benin Republic in the western part of this beautiful continent of Africa. My work nowadays is around building think tanks across Africa, working on this in the future of our continent in terms of uh, having a frame of reference, a research center, a center of policy and uh, a strategy for growth and development and peace and prosperity in Africa in, 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 in general. So that's the work we do. Um, if you have access to our uh, foundation's website, it's ainatintank.org. Right. For more information about what is it we are doing with that think tank and how far and where we will work from uh, within the continent of Africa. Right. So to my understanding, the think tanks are called Aina Think Tank. And I'm yes. actually a little bit curious if you could enlighten us on what the core mission of this initiative is. That would be great. Yeah, the, the, the core mission of the Think Tank is, is basically to uh, make sure that there are those, uh, you know, centers where young people uh, who need to find their voices get to discover themselves and to be grounded into these African values, but at the same time uh, to discover themselves, where they want to do, why they want to do it, and who have done it before, what are the hazards along the way? How do they prepare themselves, um, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and, you know, even physically that they can be ready to tackle a life of, of a bright life that can really challenge the continent of Africa and raise our flag high 
So it's it literally a place for young leaders uh, to come and, and find themselves and, and learn and learn and relearn and, and, and become this kind of, you know, student of life, uh, lifetime learners. And uh, because we believe knowledge is power. And uh, once you have knowledge, then anything else can fall in place. So we give that knowledge, like information that we transform into knowledge and transform that knowledge into wisdom. So those are the third dimensions of the work we do literally um, with uh, a, a bunch of young people from all parts of the continent, which we, we do mainly from uh, Kigali, Rwanda, Accra, Ghana, and uh, Port Louis in Mauritius, those three countries for now. The youth, they come and they uh, learn and, and, and get to know and connect with other young people who are really doing similar things or who are on the same uh, you know, journey for transformation in Africa because we've had a lot of leaders, passionate leaders in the past, and like Kwame Nkrumah, like uh, Patrice Lubumba, like um, Thomas Sankara, and many of them who have all the passion and the vision for Africa and have tried what they could, but they couldn't go far with it. So can we help this young generation to know that leadership has a cost and they have to be prepared and understand all that it takes and to be able to make it a, a sustainable and an impact on this continent. It, it just takes to have the right information, the right knowledge and wisdom, then they could navigate. They will know how to stand, how to play the game, how to play the card for their own win and the, the, the society that they live in. Wow, that's amazing. I love how you, you emphasize on how the transformation of Africa not only starts with education, but also it starts mainly within the person. Okay, so what I understand is mainly um, Aina Think Tank hosts conversations, but around counseling and self-discovery. Now, mm. why is counseling important within the African context? Yes, you see, let me start by sharing with you that this is nothing new to the continent. We are just trying to restore to this continent of ours uh, what it, 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 it was, was taken from it, uh, the thing that were lost. And uh, in the old days, uh, you know, if I had to give a little bit of historical background of a center like ours uh, in doing the counseling and, and, and uh, advisory for the young people, Africa didn't have those things and uh, strong institution because, because of, kind of possibilities for young people to be, uh, to have access to the elders who have the experience and they go to them under the trees to learn, uh, to get to know uh, what they're supposed to do, what they are not supposed to do to be guided and have uh, to, 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 to take advantage of the experience of, of that, those elders. Now, uh, for us, we don't just stop on to the experience because uh, life uh, doesn't happen in a, a linear form. It's it, a, 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 a growth process. So that said, we believe today that um, vision must be able to supplement or replace experience. That's why we are promoting young people and women uh, in our programs because these are people who have been left behind. But they have the vision, they have imagination to create a better society for us. So uh, that said, 
Africa today doesn't have a think tank of each kind that are authentic and are really focusing on dealing with issues that we face in the society. Uh, the few think tanks that we have in the, in the continent are just exogen. Those are just organizations that are founded by other external people. So for us, that African side, consideration of the context of Africa in that counseling and advisory, mainly to the young people, become those kind of people we have today in our society, sometimes even who call themselves leaders, and have no idea what the reality, what really happened around them. And with the illusion that they know it all because they have a privilege to, to be maybe uh, uh, have power and have a big, uh, you know, kind of comfort around and bodyguard and so forth. So they think because they are advanced uh, materialistically uh, than their fellow people, men and women, then they are, uh, they are, they are successful. And, and that is a, a big challenge that is keeping Africa where it is. So for us, counseling for Africa is the only way that we, we bring this details so that African young people who are really um, unfamiliar with their own history, their own background, their own, uh, you know, kind of themselves. You have to have this self-awareness. They don't know that we have to heal with our past to individually and collectively uh, before taking a step forward to develop any, our communities and even to be part of this globalization, they call it. So, that, that, that's where we see ourselves as playing that critical role beyond what the schools, uh, the formal education systems are doing. For us, we just become the third dimension to bring that kind of interest in terms of finding your voice as an individual, healing your past, and then discovering the way forward as individual, as a family, as a community, and as a society as a whole. Wow, I think you're working on such a powerful purpose. and. It is clear from your response, the amount of passion you have. You have an undying amount of passion and it literally jumped out during your response. Okay, it's obvious that this journey has been difficult to get to where you are today. And for someone to push themselves as hard as you did, it makes me eager to know what, you're, what keeps you going, what keeps you going even when things get tough. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, passion is something that I believe uh, it drives. It's like the fuel, you know, you can have a car, but if you don't have fuel in it, maybe the car will be useless. Uh, you need the car and need the fuel together to be able to go. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, this is something that I'm really, really concerned about because I see something broken in our society and we don't deserve the kind of life that we as African people, we are living today, begging the world and becoming secondary citizens, even sometimes even not even people at all. We are, some even think we are gorillas and then we are whatever they think because they have not come, they, we, our story is never told and uh, we have never discovered ourselves. And to me, uh, I see that um, this is something I was ready really to sacrifice anything I could uh, for it. So the journey itself, um, I think the fact that I was able to go for my studies and it took me time to really study um, and when I talk about study, it includes those formal education where I went for very expensive education. I don't need to talk the detail here, but, you know, I have to go pay the price to get to know 
in those systems, those Ivy League universities, how do they, they function and everything. I have to pay my, take my time and do all the education that was needed. But then I start by, you know, trying to learn by myself, uh, educate myself. And I, I found that they, there is no really formal education in itself. That's why they, if you see the examples in the world today, the people who have succeeded, most of them are not people who <clears throat> succeeded because they got a PhD from Harvard or from Princeton or whatever. They succeeded because they saw something that they saw missing in the society. And then they put all their passion, their energy, everything toward that. And that itself generated the resources along the way that some group like Facebook today that some people will quote as example, the guy started almost as a joker, but today is among the key players in our society today. So when I look at those things, there is no excuse for us as African people, however much you're confronted with the tough reality, which are we Africans have not learned and understood how to support one another. And that is a critical challenge that we have faced so far. Uh, when an African starts something, the other African person, instead of even ignoring him, if he cannot support him, he might even want to, uh, you know, throw the dirty water on it or spoil it and, 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 and attack it or even break it. It's a kind of lose-lose uh, kind of mentality that if I fail, anybody else should fail so that we are all, uh, we, we are all failure, that success shall not make any difference. And I think that mentality that we have had for so long is something we have to take on and, and challenge. That's uh, a few challenge that as a young entrepreneur like me, having that kind of ambition to create think tanks. And think tank, you know, even the developed world are not created by young people like me. It's created by old people who retire, like Bill Gates, like Carter, like Tony Blair. Those are the big names you hear who have think tanks in the developed world. But our elders, I don't know where they are. Uh, but I think the problem is not there for me because I've learned to not blame anyone to take my own responsibility and step in when I feel like there is something that is missing and I have to play my part. Because by blaming others, I will not contribute to the sol solving the problem. I might just be there trying to, to have comfort, to, to, to blame others. But you know where you stand depends on where you sit. It's easy to blame our leaders today, but if we don't do anything... I think we are not going to be any better than them. Maybe we could even become worse. So to me, that's what keeps me going. I've moved across this continent of Africa to meet the young people, to see what their desires are, what their aspirations are, where they want to go. And I see that until we have our own think tank controlled by African, made and, and, and fed by African, not exclusive from the world narrative, we need anybody's success story to build this up. But we have to have the African contest of it and put it in our own contest and see how we move forward. So that's why I'm never discouraged, regardless of the setback and the challenges. And sometimes they, they, they had the pride, the stand blocks and the hard time we have to go through. But because I'm committed to this, it's as if, you know, I live for that. And, and, and I go through, um, you know, under the sun, through the fire or even the ocean and sometimes crossing the desert. But with that kind of smile and, and hope and faith that, you know, I'm not going to be the first and I won't be the last, but I have just to pay my part and make sure that this, this is no much, you know, uh, no heavy uh, load that I cannot carry. If I choose to do this, I think there is a reason for it and I have to stick to that 
and 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 then you know when you are committed to something even when there is a fire under your feet you don't see that fire because you know your your mind and heart and spirit are everywhere that are into that journey that you have set up to work so for me i i think i've i've, I've reached that point where i'm not really looking backward and focusing on the problem so i focus on the the good side of it and the exciting part and i see the end and when i'm seeing the end and then i don't have my eye uh, to be looking around what is going wrong what is who is accepting my call who is refusing my call or who is trying to even you know take me down or even you know um break me down so i'm i have my my eye on the ball and and that's what matters most so uh, and that also helped me to drive to my life people like sara people like those who are really passionate and want to do something for the african continent and sometimes they don't have all the means but i'm very grateful for the kind of uh, you know value added and the inspiration and that kind of uh, you know uh, support that i received from them they might think which support do we give to damian but you know the fact that you stand there for a cause that is in alignment to what we want to achieve together to me that is enough to keep us going that we are not alone in this and uh, somebody is also doing his part and if we give up we are maybe going to let many people down and then we, we are we are breaking maybe millions of people who can see the light because most of the problem people have is that they don't have the light they have never seen the light before and because they don't see the light then they can dream they can hope though they are desperate they don't, even when they see the knowledge or they see the way to get there they even run away because they are taught that anything good for them they don't deserve it they are not adequate and it's happened to young people today it's happened to women they think they cannot do it and it happened to us because of we we have this black skin and somebody made us believe that when you are black you are not good enough and they believe into that and start doubting themselves and i think that is what we stood for and we know if we want to keep others stand we cannot doubt ourselves and the only way to keep going even in the darkness wow that's amazing um the blame game is not beneficial to anyone mm-hmm. taking up space collective effort lose lose mentality oh my goodness you're just <laughs> dropping gems one by one <laughs> and if i do say so myself mm-hmm. you are quite young mm-hmm. compared to the magnitude of the work you're doing on the continent mm-hmm. how has this journey been for you and what can you say to young people such as myself who are ambitious but may be too scared to jump in or are already on their way addressing their fears yeah i think the way you started this 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 journey the, the way you as sara you decided to to really be yourself and and start uh, that's how we all have to start uh, from somewhere uh, you cannot uh be a change in the kind of environment that we found ourselves in if you are not ready really to stand uh for it and to me i, I think uh, when i started you know i'm not a billionaire i, I don't have any secret bank account anywhere but uh, you know africa is not as divided as we are disconnected so the major problem of africa today is that these um as uh, you know uh, realities have convinced us that you know it's not a, it's a loss is a lost case for many people and i didn't see it that way i saw africa as a one united country even though 
we did not have the facilities like for you to leave Rwanda now and go to Benin, you may need about 1 million Rwandan francs. So if you have to go to about 45 countries in Africa, like I did, you need at least 45 million Rwandan francs. And if you have that money here, you are not anybody. And now um, you have to go back and forth. And that is just average because for me to go to a country like Mauritius, you need to pay maybe something close to two million and a half in Rwandan franc if you are leaving a country like Benin to go there. So Africa is as if things are designed that you have to only see impossibilities. But then the only thing that have ever been my first important, um, you know, uh, light along this journey, which I'm not thinking I'm exceptional or I've done something that others cannot do, but uh, even those who claim the African Union, they are this, they are that, they just talk, but they don't know the continent. Unfortunately, they can't even know the continent because uh, the conditions are made for them just to, to be in that level of privilege and comfort. And that's what I stood against and I said, this cannot be, we have to know who we are. So walking that talk and, and starting the journey, I could not believe how far we were able to go from one stage to the another. Okay, okay. As you've heard, Mr. Damia has so many gems to spill, so much knowledge to give. And to avoid information overload, I will be splitting this episode into two parts so be on the lookout for part two of this episode which will be coming out later this week and i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did or even more i hope you took your notes and if you didn't go back go back and take your notes because this is something we need to embody these are gems we need to embody in our lives so that we can truly become gold Africans, so that we can learn how to walk the talk and become great Africans ourselves. For now, stay gold and go get it.